This is SFX Athletes. This is episode five. I'm Danny Decker. We got Sam Johnson. What's up, Sam? What up? Hey, guys. We've been out for about a week. Been busy in the lab, working, getting things done. But we're back today, man, and we have a good topic, you know. Um, And that topic is, Samuel? Why are people too old to train? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is something that Sam has heard probably... Too often. Too often. I'm too old. I'm too tired. Um, too busy. I'm too busy. Uh, I know that I'm going, I'll be 44 here in about 30 days. And I got a lot of friends. When I ask them to come train with me at Strength Farm, mm-hmm. I'm too old for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I too just. Too old for that shit. Flipping <laughs> tires and deadlifting cars. Bullshit. That's yeah. what I've heard people think we do. You know? Yeah, and it's not that at all. I see heavy lifters, and I think, oh, yeah, from day one. All right, flip that 500 pound tire and lift <laughs> a thousand pounds. There you go. <laughs> shit. Right. That's not real. No. It's not like how we, do, how we do stuff. So, yeah, but there probably are some gyms out there where, you know, they, they bring some, some cats on and have them Maybe. doing, <laughs> right? Some of these 100 burpees, go. Yeah. Day one. Day one. <laughs> Dumb. Yeah, that's not good. So I think that's why people probably get scared. They see these like CrossFitters and some of these people on TV doing these crazy exercises and they're like, I'm too old for that. Oh yeah, that's fair. I mean, everybody's scared of, you know, pain and suffering. So why would you want to just throw yourself into some crazy trainer's hands? I'm not one of those people that I definitely care about, um, you know, people. When they come train with me, I definitely care about them coming back and making progress over time. So it's just about starting where their their current fitness level is and adding a little bit over over each training session. Yeah. What it like when when somebody comes in, like for example myself, my first day, I know you're pretty you're in tune, and most people probably even know you're looking and watching them. What what are you looking for on the first day? Somebody's first day at the gym. How they move. How they're you know, if they can squat, if they can plank, if they can push, pull, you know, do push-ups, if they can do a pull-up, um, if they can do like pass-throughs, how their shoulder range of motion is, how their hip range of motion looks when they squat, when they sit down, stand up, and then usually test like some sort of like base level conditioning, like right. three minutes on the air bike at whatever pace they can sustain. Right. Just see how many calories they get. Yeah, there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of stuff in just that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you can't do a pull up. Well, a day, it's easy example of a day one workout would be like you do 10 pass throughs, you do a plank for a minute, you do 10 air squats, and then five push ups for three rounds, you know, and then get on the bike or run for five minutes. You know, bike for three to five, run for three to five, see what they can do, and then stretch. That's it. And most of the time, people are like, "That's too easy. That was that was easy." I'm like, "Yeah, good. Come back. Yeah, 
Let's keep yeah, doing it. That's your intro. You know, I'd rather them be talking shit to me than me talking shit. Yeah, is that hard enough? Like they're dying <laughs> on the fucking floor. I'm never coming back here. This Sam guy's crazy. <laughs> yeah, nah, that's not my style. I, you know, usually, especially guys, they'll talk shit to me like, oh, that was easy. Are you sure that that was enough? <laughs> yeah, it was good, man. You know? I've actually seen people say that to you. Oh, yeah, they talk shit. I'm yeah. like, nah, that's good, man. Yeah, I think a lot of, especially well, men too, they think that like every workout has to be this like gassed out, all out training session, which I actually learned from you that no, man, it doesn't have to be like that with every mm -hmm. workout that some workouts. It's sustainable. Yeah. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get burned out if you crush yourself every workout. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's better to leave feeling good and feeling confident yeah. than to leave uh, broken. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think there's one day where I was all pumped. I, I knew I was like, oh, I'm going to get a track workout. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And then you're like, yeah, here's your workout today. And it was like a 40 minute yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you got to slow it down. And yoga, I, yoga to me is, is mentally just as hard as anything. I mean, it's the hardest for me. So yeah. And honestly, man, it was hard and I felt great. And it actually, it, it actually got me in tune with just my own mobility and where those areas in my body where I needed to improve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, whoa. I mean, that's the key. The, the more range of motion you have, the stronger you are in each range of motion, the more stable your joints are, uh, the stronger you're going to get. And then the harder you can go. But it's a process. Usually within a year, I can get people to be like generally pretty fit and feeling good. As long as they adhere to the process and... The other side of it Stick is, to the is meal nutrition. Plan. Yeah, nutrition is huge. Yeah, um, yeah, stretching definitely yep. important, and just like taking days off because there's two, there's like a few different mindsets that people have when they they first start at the gym. The first one is they want to just go go go, you know, and we talked about that. But then another one is they're very like timid and scared of getting hurt. And that's understandable. So you have two sides of the spectrum. Then you have the people that are just like, they will do whatever they're told. And uh, those are the soldiers, you know? Those are the ones that are just like, they show up, they put in the work, they get the results, they press repeat. And you don't really have to worry about them. It's the other two sides of the spectrum where somebody like myself, like a, like a professional coach, is actually earning their living. Like, you know, most mindsets are not perfect. They're not just like, a soldier machine that just does what they're told that usually takes some time yeah to that point so, for sure yeah yeah you kind of learn as you go mm -hmm. but let's get back to this like the kind of to the topic today which is i'm too old like what is that about what i mean i i, I kind of have a feeling what i know you're going to say but let's What's, what is it about? Yeah, how I mean, do people get to this? Yeah, conclusion? how do people? Yeah, how do people get to this? Like, I'm too old to. I'm too old to work out. I'm too old to, like. I mean, okay, psych I mean, psychology wise, like, and the, like they're just making excuses. What's up with that? Well, you studied psychology. What do you think? I mean, honestly, man, I, I do think I, I do think that people make excuses, and that's a way to say, uh, I don't want to put in the work. I don't want to do what it takes to get better. Uh, actually, I feel great just how I am. Um, my life's too busy. I'm too old. So they're content. I think, yeah. I would say fixed people... Fixed mindset. Yeah, fixed mindset. Exactly. Closed. Closed. Yeah. So closed-minded. Um, very set in their ways. 
I think as a society in American culture, we pride hard work only in work, like only in whatever your job is, like not really like your health and, and fitness. Um, there's kind of a disconnect in general. I mean, obviously there's people that get it, but uh, that, you know, it's a holistic thing that yeah. the more you train, the more effort you put into nutrition and sleep, mm-hmm. the better you actually perform in your job. But there are some people that just, you know, they hit like their thirties and forties. They just get into like overwork mode and then they forget about the other sides of their life and then they lose that balance. And before they know it, especially jobs that sit a lot or just, you know, very repetitive, they start to have these aches and pains in their forties and fifties. And by then they feel like it's too late. So I think sometimes it's just, they settle in, they lose track of what's really important for their body or they're never really taught, but either way, it's like they lose track of that. And then um, they get really stuck in this like, mindset that they can't fix it or it's too late too old to to start something new which i disagree with 100 percent. i think it's bullshit but i also feel like they just need to commit to themselves like it's a, it's somewhat of a denial of like death you know it's like a good interesting denying, denying the fact that you're kind of speeding up your death if you're not taking care of your body absolutely so. Especially, yeah, if you're working at a desk job and you're um, you're not moving a lot, and you're going home, you're eating big dinners, spend a lot of time on the couch, not walking, not running, not getting your heart rate up at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that, man. I, I know I see a lot of my friends who are, um, you know, they're in their business. What are their names? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> call them out. No, I don't no. call them out. People know who they are. They know who they are, man. They know what they say. Yeah. People, people, honestly, though, they like <laughs> they don't like to be told what to do. So I don't yeah. really try to tell people what to do. I don't. I don't. I don't really try to tell, you know, call people out when they start to talk shit to me about, oh, like yeah, that's just your job, or oh, like this or that. I'm. I don't care too much. Like you care a lot, and like blah blah blah. Like you're obsessed. I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, I just. I don't, I don't really have much to say about it because I, when I was younger, like when I first started, when I first moved back to Portland, I was like super like passionate, you know, uh, didn't really care. Like I was like all about it. I was like, everybody's going to fucking do this shit. Like strength is for everyone. Like I was super optimistic, you know, yeah. and every year I was just broken down even more. Like people just, you know, they just wear me out, honestly, day in, day out, 5 a.m. to 6, 7 p.m. Right. And then texting me excuses. You know, I'd check on people. Oh, I got work tomorrow or I'm sore. Or, you know, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, even just, you know, people that I was like, they'll for sure be into this shit. It's like totally what they need. Nope. Won't show up. So what I realized is the people that really do are, they, they need tangible things to work on so Mm -hmm. most of the times like you know people that are either former athletes or current athletes especially young athletes that's why i'm really my passion has kind of shifted from like everyone to like youth sports yeah and and younger athletes but like younger mean meaning like coming up like still in their in their their physical prime right where their mind is open and 
I try to sneak in those things, like those philosophical like uh, tenets where it's like, you know, this can last forever if you want it to. Like, you don't have to stop after you're done playing your sport. Like, you can keep doing your thing. Or when you're working a regular day job, you can still train really hard as if you're a professional athlete or, or, or an amateur athlete. Like, you don't have to um, stigmatize training. Like, you can you can train hard and not not be obsessed or right. you know whatever it's just yeah. about balance yeah it's in, it's interesting how people who don't train do kind of stigmatize it a little bit and see it as like well what are you training for mm-hmm. you know are you yeah. trying to be no well That's really it, all the time. yeah i'm just trying to be healthy to keep my heart healthy and keep yeah. my my i mean really the benefits are huge man mm-hmm. not just physical but mental uh mm-hmm. sleep you know sex life um, there's a lot of like awesome benefits to like you know I mean, if you, yeah i mean if you're talking about like people getting older that's that's one of the things like you lose your drive you lose your your just you know hormonal balance there, there's a lot of things tied to uh, fitness and training so you know strength training some some mobility some some conditioning and then just like maintaining like like power like um you know, doing things like med ball slams or box jumps or, you know, even just squat jumps, um, jump rope, the very simple stuff that if you just do consistently over time, it doesn't have to be a crazy amount. It could be like 30 minutes a day, um, but it just maintains your body longer than if you don't do it. So. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of like think, you know, when I think about like some of the people that aren't training, I was like, what, what can you do to like, just test yourself to see where you're at too? I was like, you know, if you really want to know, you know, kind of where your conditioning is or, you know, where your strength is, like, mm-hmm. how do you just, uh, you know, I was like, you know, climb some stairs, like take the stairs instead of the elevator and just see how, how you feel when you get, you know, four flights up. Stairs are tough. Yeah. Cause it, you know, I think that's a good way of just kind of like, being like if you're really winded after four flights of stairs mm-hmm. then you probably need a little more conditioning in your life yeah right definitely like uh and so you know and if if, if it's something where you know I, I agree with you man i think people get in this mindset they get in these ruts where they just for one reason or another they just don't want to like they don't want to do what's good for them mm-hmm. um and you know, just from my own personal experience, I feel like I'm not way with the like DMV shit. <laughs> I let my car registration go like six months. I got two tickets. Riding dirty. <laughs> shit, dude. <laughs> I had to go to DMV. I was procrastinating like crazy on that. And well, DMV sucks. And, oh man. Yeah, I finally went. It was a painful process. Yeah, man, but, it is painful. But it's like you know, everybody has their stuff that they procrastinate. Yeah. Definitely. No, I, I do DMV too. Is my weakness. No, I think it's everybody's. And they open the DMV back again, man. Oh, crazy. there's going to be lines down the street. The key is get there like an hour early. You got to wait. They need like, to automate that shit. You need to build an app for the DMV. Oh, man. <sighs> that shit would be dope. Oh, they would save the world. Honestly, there's a lot they could automate digitally. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, they, they've done some stuff by mail and there's some things you could, but. Their systems are so old and stodgy and like Yeah, they're like, garbage. They're garbage. They were built when the internet basically Oh my god. When we went Imagine online. If you didn't have to wait in line at the DMV. Man, if you could end lines at the DMV. I, would, I wouldn't stress about it. That should get like, you a president seat straight up. 
like if you could end lines at the DMP, like you would be like, you know, the deliverer. <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> so let's let's talk more about this, man. Cause like I think, you know, what outside of just like people are like, oh, I'm too old, what are some other ones you hear? Like from people that too busy. I mean, they go hand in hand. A lot of the yeah. people that are, you know, grown adults that work full time, they get too busy mm-hmm. because they work and then they get a family and they have kids. and Right. Just more really excuses. Hard. It's really hard to. Yeah, it's really hard. You know, I mean, I, I definitely empathize for it. Like, it's tough. But I'm going to remember you said that to me. <laughs> what? That you empathize with that, the families. Yeah, man. I can imagine. <laughs> It'll be, you know, you got a little many you crying all the time and you got you gotta feed it keep it alive <laughs> yeah but you still got to take care of yourself because if yeah. you don't take care of yourself how is that how is that many you gonna grow up they're gonna grow up thinking it's okay to be laying on the couch all the time not working chips. out gaining weight yeah. kind of just like whatever yeah you know so if anything do it for your kids or do it for your future kids or um you know, I mean, really, like the youth, the youth of uh, our country is the most obese they've ever been. So, I mean, that's a really good point. What you were just saying right there, because, you know, the you are right, your child's blueprint, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that you do, you say, your habits. I mean, your kid is watching, hearing, listening, learning from you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if you're obese and you're eating a lot and you're not exercising, you don't value these things, this is what your kid learns. And then, right, yeah. we, well, I think we're, I forgot the stat, but we're up there as far as a country and children that are obese, right? And they're learning this from their parents. And it's also, I think they're projecting that by, it's like by 2030, over 70% of Americans are supposed to be obese. Yeah. That's insane, man. I think we're above 50% already. Right? And we're just, we're like, we're eating ourselves to death. Not just overweight, obese, like unhealthy by all metrics. So it's a, it's a, it's a public health issue for sure. Wow. That's it. That's like what you just said though. That's, you know, if you really think about that, that uh, who do you, I mean, I don't really hear people even saying that, that it's a public health issue. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, the, the, doctors say it all yeah, the time. Doctors say it, people who know that are scientists, but mm-hmm. it's not out there, right? Um, I mean, in the it, public, you don't see campaigns, you know, you don't see people really advocating and pushing this to people. I think I've seen a couple things, honestly, recently, but. It's like, it's like bringing awareness to the issue, but it's not really giving many solutions. Like the solutions are really actually kind of simple. Yeah. It's exercise five days a week for 30, 30 minutes each time and eat vegetables with 70% of your meals and don't eat fast food, but no soda, no soda, no whatever's I mean they they name everything make something (laughs) at that one place (laughs) but yeah I just feel like you know once in a while is cool like once a month or so like fast food but because you got to have some some sort of fun recreation but like just you know people rely on that shit yeah I I had I had parents one time I felt really bad but uh 
there were these kids that would come to the gym to train every day and uh they would eat mcdonald's before they work out and they would bring it in to the gym and i'm like yo man wow. you, guys, you guys shouldn't be eating that like i'm like you guys need to get um you know go get a smoothie go get a salad and you know banana some apples um shit just you know get a thing of peanut butter and a banana and have that before your workout and drink a lot of water and then try to eat like a lot of vegetables at night with some meat and rice and potatoes or something but uh so then i yeah i posted something on instagram one time the kids were scarfing down these burgers outside the gym and then they threw the bags in the garbage and i was like around the corner videoing them because i'm sneaky like that <laughs> but <laughs> So then I posted it, and then the uh, yeah, somebody's you know somebody's parent worked at McDonald's, and um, you know I didn't mean to offend them or anything like that, but they they were like they were like yo, this is our livelihood, like this is how we make money, and this this is all we can feed our kids. Damn. And um, it's unfortunate that people look at it like that. That I was trying to like right like talk down to them or anything like that. The shit's just been scientifically proven to be unhealthy. So, like, I'm not just going to keep my fucking mouth shut yeah. and not say that it's unhealthy. I don't mean to offend anybody individually. Yeah. Because what they do for a living is obviously what they do for a living, and that's yeah. great. They're obviously um, able to provide for their family. But there's no denying that, like, you know, if you're spending $100 at McDonald's, that $100 could be spent on fucking vegetables. Or you could not make excuses like that and take accountability and be like, you know what? I work here, but I'm not going to eat the food. Right. Why do you have to eat the food just because you right. work somewhere? Last time I checked, too, McDonald's has salads. They have, I mean, I'm not saying that's the best place to get one, but they have alternatives there. Definitely better than the burger and fries that they were scarfing down. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, it's not to offend anybody. It's just, you yeah. know, it's just it's just like i said it's a public health issue it's literally a crisis it's the it's the reason why people are so worried about covid19 yeah because the numbers are skewed if 50 percent plus are obese and 90 percent of the people that pass away from covid19 are obese then what does that say 90 percent of the 50 percent are really at risk oh yeah so it's like yeah obviously there's gonna be a huge amount of panic when this thing comes around. But like if people were taking care of themselves more and not making excuses like I'm too old, I'm too busy, um, I can't afford healthy food, all that. And, that, you know, you get into food deserts and, and the fact that people don't have accessibility to like a new seasons. Because in right. North, Northeast Portland, growing up, there was no new seasons. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that was yeah, the, the area where predominantly lower income mm -hmm. families were. And so I totally understand that. But he, like you said, even at the places that are considered fast food or at Safeway, Fred Meyer, I mean, you just have to prioritize it. And, yeah. and portion sizes have to be smaller. Yeah. You can't deny that a thousand calories per meal at a fast food spot is unhealthy. Like, yeah, it, it is. All you need is 2,000 to 2,500 cal calories a day to maintain. Right. 
body weight. So, yeah, I think it too, you know, it, it gets back to just some, a lot of things that you were saying about, you know, societal, about, you know, economic status, about just access to, you know, farmer's markets, foods, mm-hmm. fresh fruits, fresh, fresh vegetables, but too, you know, like even with the, even with those up against you still can, you know, you can still find resources and make good choices yeah, about I mean, the food you put on the table like for my, yourself and yeah. kids. My parents had four kids in five years and they were not making a lot of money and they would feed us. They'd get big bags of rice, big bags of beans, and then they would spend a lot on like tuna and tuna's kind of cheap, you know? Yeah. And uh, the rest was like bags of vegetables. Like vegetables are not that expensive. Like if you actually go through and you buy the, the stuff, it's you it goes bad after a week so you got to eat it yeah but like you can buy a big ass thing of spinach for like four bucks yep so how many people actually just go and look yeah or do they just say oh it's it's more expensive yeah you gotta eat your greens man you know but those are all things that yeah i I definitely care about making a difference um in younger people because i feel like they're more malleable like they're more open to yep. those things and and teaching them that it actually helps you perform better in your sport or yep. in whatever you, you do in your life like yep. you don't want to be fatigued all yeah. the time and feel like you're too busy yeah you know it's funny man we're having this discussion because i was while you're talking i'm just thinking about my dad was obese at 40 he was a on the road salesman and he he never made his own lunches he mm-hmm. would he would hit drive throughs junk yeah. food yeah. And all day, that's what he would eat on the road. Subsequently, he got diabetes at age 40, never took care of himself, continued to eat like shit. And it's what killed him at 71. And, um, you know, I just remember as a kid, he would take us to McDonald's. And, uh, you know, we'd always be excited because we wanted to get that Happy Meal. But he wasn't really taking us to make us happy. <laughs> he was taking us to get his, you know, his 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 fries and his burgers and like... Um, I look back at that and I'm like, man, I'm so happy that I broke out of that, especially just seeing how the food was his evil and basically it, it killed him. And so seeing that I've gone the opposite direction myself, you know, yeah, with, with training and staying away and really pushing to stay away from that. I don't drink soda. I don't, I don't overuse salt. I don't, you know, um, I really try to stay away from my high fat sh- stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I know that a lot of people when they, when the parents, right aren't setting a good example with food that these kids just follow and they don't know any better and they're impressionable. Yeah. You know, which is like, you know, I think that's where it starts and right in home parents, food, education, a lot of things come around that, that center focal point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an epidemic, laziness, obesity, it's bullshit. But honestly, yeah, kid, I mean, kids, they just need an inspiration and people, that they look up to, to tell them like, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it sucks to have to go to the gym and work out. And like, yeah, it doesn't taste good to drink a smoothie. It definitely tastes better to sit back, knock back, you know, a big ass Coke and some fries and that make, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the shit with the pancakes as the McGriddle. <laughs> the McGriddle. That McGriddle, though. <laughs> get the McGriddle. I saw a dude eat a McGriddle the other day. He had two hash browns. He took the sausage apart with the egg, mm-hmm. put the two hash browns in there, 
screwed some ketchup. Oh. And then he took a huge ass bite and then he took a big ass swig of um, Coke for breakfast. I was like, damn, bro. That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> but it ain't healthy though, so I don't eat that shit. <laughs> no, 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 I, I don't know the last time I had a McGriddle, but, but you know, I mean, you know, everybody's going to, people hate on me because they're like, oh, he just thinks he's so healthy and this and that. And it's like, no, nah, I don't really think I'm that healthy. I just do my best. Yeah, no, and that's good, man. You're an inspiration for a lot of people, and you're setting good example, Sam. I love it, man. It's, I love looking at your posts and seeing just, all the good stuff. It's like, oh, it's silly. It's like I feel, I feel better. Yeah. If I eat that shit, I actually do feel like shit. Oh no, I'm the same so, way, man. Right. I don't feel like shit eating salads and stuff like that. No. They actually do give me energy. And the thing about it too is, um, when you get a lot of your carbohydrates from and your energy food from vegetables and from fruit and mm-hmm. starches like rice and uh, potatoes, things like that, it actually sustains you longer. Like, so you're not sitting around hungry every hour. Like when you eat junk food, you're hungry all the time because your body literally produces more and more of an addiction to it. Yeah. Like, it's just crazy. It is it, crazy. It's, it's like it turns the switch up on how much you actually need so then your body actually needs more otherwise you go into like this weird you know depression yeah no you're totally right so, i you know like i found too like during the day snacking like i'll have like when i when I get a little hungry around three o'clock i'll have a cucumber some carrots or some hummus and that always just kind of just for me it just holds it over a little bit or anytime where you know between mm-hmm. lunch and dinner or maybe after dinner, a little snack or something, you know, mm-hmm. before I go to bed, like a half apple. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It just always feels good. Or some celery with a little bit of peanut butter, you know? Yeah, that's good, man. I mean, healthy you know, snacks. Honestly, yeah. Like like you're saying, it's just setting an example for your kid. And <clears throat> the other thing, too, it's like I get, I, I train a lot of younger athletes, like high school, college age, or whatever. But the high school ones, especially like, their parents bring them in and they know what the kid needs. They're like, he needs speed, agility, conditioning. Like he's kind of slow on the turn when he goes around second base. Kind of could be a little quicker out of his cuts <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we'll see, you know, like, let's work him out. So do you want to get on the bike and like, you know, while he's working out, you just do a couple things. No, I'll just sit in my car. Or I'll sit in the. I'm lobby. too old for that. Yeah. Like ah, nah, nah. This is for him. This I'm, is not for me. I've worked all day. This is for her. This is not for me. I'm too old. Yeah. Or like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll work out on my own. Well, you <laughs> know, I'm like, what if I critiqued you? Like you just critiqued your child. What if I was like, you could use a little bit less body <laughs> weight. You know, you're just overweight. Like legit, twenty pounds overweight. Like yeah. just looking at you right now, twenty pounds overweight. You need this shit too. Nobody, they they wouldn't come back. <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. I'm not going back there. That dude's crazy. Well, it's it's tough. It, it it yeah, man, that's tough. You wish you could just be real with them, and that people could Dude, take that. Can't be real with them. You know, if, if you could though, that just be that it's would be awesome. Closing the sales, Danny. No, I know. <laughs> you know, know the business. No, I know. Can't be real with parents. Well, I, I know. I told them their kid is the best. I was around a guy. <laughs> I was around a guy in your gym 
And I won't say the name, but, but he, he seemed somewhat fit, but he didn't want to train because he had soreness in his shoulders. And uh, I knew that I had trained through a soldier, soldier, shoulder injury at Strength Farm for a year. And honestly, the training made the shoulder better, even at the mm-hmm. times when it was sore. And, uh, I, you know, it, again, it's just like this, this whole idea where maybe you have past injuries and you think training is going to make it worse. It's not the case. Like if you're trained right and properly and healthy and you're with the right type so they, of, yeah, they don't right? trust, they don't trust the process. They don't, they don't understand there's years of education that goes into, right. you know, the experience that is training, um, like I said, it's, you know, they know everything. They come in already knowing what their kid needs, and they don't even let me evaluate them sometimes. They just they just come in to talk and, you know, see if I'm going to sell them on anything. I'm, I'm not a salesperson, so I'm just straight up. I'm like, you know, they're going to have to earn everything that they do. They, they don't just get to start with the heavyweights. Yeah. They got to start with crawling and doing everything else that every other athlete I've ever worked with has done. For at least the first month. A lot of them don't like to hear that. Well, he needs to do speed work. I'm like, you don't understand what speed is. Speed is force times velocity. It's not just speed. Like, like there's a disconnect between the fact that strength yep. and speed are interchangeable. Like, they are literally related. So... You don't just start a kid going super, super fast, just like you don't start an adult going super, super heavy and intense. And, you know, it's just a process. Yeah. You have to to trust the trainer and the coach because that's the whole purpose of going to, it's like going to the doctor or going to a dentist and being like, yeah, so I think I need a molar right here. Or I think I need a cavity in this molar right here. And I think I need this tooth removed. And then they look in your mouth and they're like, you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. like yeah. you got an issue with flossing. If you just floss more, you'd probably be better, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Same shit. Yeah. Go to the doctor. Yeah. So I think I need liposuction. They're like, no, you need to work out. Yeah. <laughs> That's you it. need to work out, man. Stop trying to take shortcuts. Yeah. There's no shortcuts. You know what I learned in life, man, about shortcuts? They never work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Doing the, doing the ladder drills. Is not going to make you a faster nah, athlete. I'm sorry. Yeah, shortcuts don't work, man. Deadlifts, they just don't. Box jumps will make you faster way more than sp- the speed work that these salespeople are trying to sell parents on. Yeah, know? that's part of the problem, too, right? They bring that's- them out to the park and they got no equipment and they just literally are wasting their, you know, they're wasting their money because a kid is more beneficial getting stronger so that they can produce more force and training plyometrics so that they can put out more velocity because the two together will make them a faster athlete and a more explosive, more powerful, agile, you know, quicker change of direction, better out of their cuts, higher jumper, um, just better overall athlete. Like if I was to tell somebody, you know, all that, they don't, they, they just, if they already think they know and they're closed minded, then it's really hard to, to get them to understand. It makes me sad because there's so many kids and athletes that I've seen come through the gym doors that I wanted to work with, but their parents got in the way and their parents don't even train. And it's like, they don't even want to train. They're, they're too busy. 
yeah you know, i'm too old i don't want to do this shit. that's tough man yeah it's frustrating that's it's gotta like, be you, you literally you have an opportunity to set an example one by actually training and then two letting a professional strength coach work with your kid right and i'm sure that i've talked to many sports coaches that run teams and i don't know how they deal with so many parents because honestly there's good parents just like just like anything it's like you have you have the, the parents that bring their kids they let them practice they let them earn their way and then you have the parents that think their kids need to be the star player from day one and they, they don't need to practice hard they don't need to show up right. all the time you know they don't need to have discipline or anything like that they're already the best and they're setting them up for failure they're setting these kids up for failure yeah and that's all they're doing the parents that are that are hovering over critical they're like <laughs> they're like yelling at the kid you know right during the practices oh, and stuff man. like that and it's like yo man let the coach coach like yeah. You want to come out here and try and guard him? Because I'm pretty sure you can't. So <laughs> chill out. Yeah, man. Those you parents know? trip me out, man. If you can't jump higher than your kid and he's 13 to 15, you know, and you're trying to tell the the coach what he needs, probably shouldn't talk about it. So the takeaway here, man, today's topic, I'm, you know, I'm too old or I'm too busy. You know, to those parents out there and to the, those business professionals out there and to anyone really who uh, who's maybe told themselves this to not get out there and get on the track and run or work out or get into the gym, you're not too old, man. And you're not too busy. Not too old and you're not too wealthy and too powerful in your job and too successful to not have humility. That's right. understand, like... There's a process. Yeah. Just got to trust it. And especially if you got kids, man, like show them, lead, lead from the front. It's just an, it's, it's an ironic thing because you know, there are so many, so many young athletes, they have their careers kind of stifled by overbearing parents. Yeah. It's sad. But yeah, it's not like we're going to change the people that don't want to change. So. <laughs> hey, it's a start. We're talking about it. Yeah, it's all good. This is good. You know, yeah. I, I, this is why, you know, this is why I love having these conversations with you because it's like Definitely. people get to hear the challenges you're facing. Um, they get to listen and understand kind of your, just your ethos and what you believe. And that's really important, man. Definitely. I mean, and it makes me really appreciate the ones that do, you know, the soldiers, the ones that are just like, let's get to work. I'm ready to go. I trust the process. Yeah. You know, it's very simple, but it's it's definitely not. It's not easy. Like people always have that mental block, but I think, you know, some people just get it. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, if people get out of their own way, sometimes it should help. Um, but they, they got to put themselves in uncomfortable positions to be either told what to do, told how to do something, told when to do it. And, um, if they just trust that process, there's a reason for the equation. I love that, man. You know, get uncomfortable, trust the process, and uh, you'll grow and you'll see the benefits 100%. Trust me, I know because I've been through it and I do it. Nobody's too old to train until they're dead. <laughs> I love that. We'll end on that, man. Yeah, that's true. Thank you, Sam. Hey, everybody, this is a, we're, you know, another podcast here. This is episode five. We're happy you listened in. You can find us at, S, at SFX Athletes. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're also, you can find our podcast on Spotify. 
Um, so check us out. And if you guys got any feedback, hit us up. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace out. Mm, mm, mm. This. I'm trying to I'm trying to work on the and drop some smooth lyrics. Cause 88. Time to set it straight, you know what I'm saying?